0: What is up, everybody? How is it going? It is your boy Michael joining us always with Lincoln. Welcome to another episode of the Left Hand Backhand Podcast. How's it going?
1: Welcome, welcome. It's going good. Uh, got an exciting show today, I think.
0: Yeah, could get a little bit off the rails. Um, still the off season, but seems like the season is kind of just right around the corner. Yeah, um, we'll we'll talk about player news and notes kind of finalizing where everyone's going to be ending up for the season. Uh, we're going to do another company deep dive. We did this a couple of weeks ago and we're just going to just give it another shot. Talk about some, a company that is kind of in the headlines right now. See, mm. see what we, how we feel about them. Um, possibly have time for a dealer's choice. We'll kind of depend um, how the other things go. And then we have a, a new exciting thing that we're going to uh, preview for you guys but it's going to be called the lid review, the lefty infinite disc review. We're going to be picking an infinite mold and reviewing that disc. Um, and in its entirety, we're going to give it two weeks to really dive deep into it and give you guys as much detailed information as we can. Um, so that's not coming up yet, but something to look forward to and then yeah, so finish it we'll up with We'll week start ahead.
1: prepping for that. And, uh, well we're going to try to do this bi-weekly is our our plan for now and uh yeah if you have suggestions for discs that you want us to review and talk about we'll test them for a couple of weeks and then we will come back and give our experiences with them so
0: yeah and i think with that we'll t- we'll talk more about that when we, when we get to the review yeah so i'm
1: excited though i think this will be yeah. fun
0: yeah so cool news and notes before we get into the disc golf portion how about them Chiefs? How about you them, know? baby? <laughs> that was a exciting game. Um kept it close, kept it interesting, but ended up taking it at, taking off in the end. Like, oh my god, I feel so bad for the kicker. But
1: I don't feel that bad for him. It was windy and people are putting it all on him. It would have tied the game. It wasn't going to win it or anything like yeah. that. Uh I just I learned something over the weekend and it's that Patrick Mahomes has 3 kids. Not
0: wow. to I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know Josh, he had any.
1: Josh Allen now calls him daddy.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: no, it was a good game. Chiefs. Uh, they they didn't even play their best game. Like they left multiple opportunities out. Like they fumbled it through the end zone. Yeah, uh, they didn't recover Josh Allen's fumble. They, you know, didn't convert in the red zone a couple times. So the Chiefs left. Points on the table. Yeah. But when it came down to it, their defense was stalwart and stopped the Bills, which was amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So up, playing the Ravens a- in the AFC Championship. Yeah. I don't expect to win that game, but I am satisfied with a down season for the Chiefs, still making it to six straight conference championships.
0: Yeah. It'll be awesome it's to unreal. watch. Um I I couldn't get off my couch this last weekend. It was rainy mm-hmm. here in california so i couldn't go out and play do anything outside four games on tv and i was very comfortable and content just vegging out for the weekend
1: i wish i could have done the same but i'm in my new setup so officially my new my new desk in my new place and uh yeah got a new light and everything like look at, look at, you know we're being professional podcasters over here
0: We're trying. We're we're doing our best.
1: Amateur, because we're not paid for this yet. But
0: We're like (laughs) 900 rated podcasters.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: cool. Um, Player news and notes. The kind of, the last big coin to fall was Nicholas Antela. Yep. Staying, but getting promoted within the Dismania team. Correct. Um, Do you have, I didn't, I didn't read anything about it. That's all I know. Well, I knew it was a four-year contract extension. Um, Do you want to take it away and kind of dive deeper into what was said in the article? Um, Because I think for him, his post was very cryptic saying, ready for my next step, going to be doing something it it sounded pretty much like he was going to be leaving, um, but then to be coming back because like, if you look deep into what was being said, it wasn't exactly saying that he was leaving. Like he wasn't saying thank you, Dysmania, um, we are parting ways. He just said thank you, Dysmania, for all the that you've done for me. I'm excited for this next chapter. Yeah. Um. So if yeah, if I had to make
1: ahead. a a prediction without any sort of actual evidence to support this. My theory is that he had a, another offer from a different manufacturer and kind of came down to the line with Discmania and said, hey, this is my offer. If you guys can't beat it, then I'm going to leave and go with these people. And Discmania, you know, was kind of running their numbers, make you know, trying to see what they could do. You know, last mm-hmm. minute moves or whatever with Alden and Gannon signing, you know, trying to figure out if they had that remaining space. dollars and cents. Yeah. And then they either matched it or, or beat it. And so, therefore, yeah. he went from, I'm probably going to leave to, all right, well, I guess I'm back. And I, yeah, it's not that I wanted to leave, it's just that I had a different opportunity. I mean, he's 22 years old and,
0: is already doing really well for himself so good for yeah. him yeah so congrats to them i think the yeah. only team that hasn't been like officially announced is prodigy and i'm sure there's other people that will be coming through the pipeline but like i haven't I don't seen know a, if i've
1: heard anything on uh trilogy
0: much yeah i feel like all their eggs are tied up in um more long-term baskets
1: yeah. But I feel like yeah. they haven't like announced like what they've got. That's true. That's true. Which is what everybody else has done. Yeah. Um a couple things that we missed because cool. I just never saw them mm-hmm. announced. Um Garrett Gerthy stayed
0: infinite right? okay. With
1: yeah. uh Innova. Um Eric Oakley uh, this is based on our our uh, free agent listing and and Frenzy okay. podcast that we did. A while ago, um, just updating things. Paige Pierce, there wasn't any like announcement, but she's still with
0: Discraft, I believe. Yeah. They haven't really, did they announce everyone at once yet or no?
1: No, they didn't do what they did last year. Okay. Um, Haley King stayed. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Holland Hanley re signed at Discraft. Yeah. Holly Finley re signed, right? With the yeah, I think so. Um, and then like a number of other uh, Casey White, we didn't stayed. we didn't see a big announcement or anything like that, but he stayed. Kevin uh, Babcock resigned. That wasn't announced. Mm-hmm. There, there was a number of like smaller ones or yeah. like mid mid-tier players that resigned or or just stayed with their previous manufacturer even though their contract had technically ended. Yeah. So they just extended or re-signed with them, and nothing was like announced except for what um, the foundation podcast was able to grip locked. Yeah, was able yeah. to kind of dig up and announce.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like this off season compared to la- last year, everyone was like, "I'm going to bigger, brighter, greener pastures." Whereas this year the grass on the other side of the fence was not always greener. So I might just, I might as well just stick where I am. Yeah. Um,
1: I think everybody wanted bigger bucks elsewhere. Yes. They thought they could. Yeah. Didn't nobody else was offering
0: it. Yeah. They thought they were the Simon and Paul and Ricky's of the, of the disc golf sphere, but they, they weren't. Yeah. Um, and so yeah I don't I don't know yeah how I feel I mean I feel like players should get they should be able to play stress-free not worrying about do I have enough gas to get the next tournament do I have enough funds to feed myself between week in a week out and if I do kind of struggle for two three tournaments I don't have to go home now like right it's one of those weird things where they're getting paid like minor league athletes and are expected to be the best in the world and the highest performing the highest like excellent week in a week out performers and like you, you can't get that you can't get it. it's like the nba of the olden days like you're going against plumbers and carpenters like those aren't the biggest and best athletes getting the best treatment and kind of like living a life that affords them to just focus on their sport.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, we are treating it like a professional sport. Now the players are treating like a professional sport. The money is going to kind of have to catch up.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think with more money that's being put into the pro tour, we're seeing the purses grow. And as we're seeing more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Different winners. um, Parody. Yeah. More parody in the dish. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing players pop up here and there and yeah. you now more names are in the top 10 than ever before. Mm-hmm. Because we're seeing that happen now, those players are able to start touring because they're making more, you know, and then sponsors will start to kind of kick in. And they're, I don't know, mon- money's going to be rolling in. I don't, I think we maybe over anticipated the rate at which it's growing. And so yeah. it's not quite it hit, yeah. to that peak that we were kind of expecting it to be, but it—it it is still growing, just not as exponential as the COVID boom.
0: Yeah, it has definitely slowed down and like kind of halted to a growing stage. And we're at a like, this is what the standard is now going forward. Yes. I have a, we're kind of going off tangent, but a weird like proposition. Do you think players, and this is going to kind of be two sides of a coin, players on one side and manufacturers on the other? Do you think players would prefer and this could be like what would make the pro tour feel and be more like professional should they ask for like what if they got less money kind of guaranteed up front but didn't have to pay um for the tour card didn't have to pay for entry fees but the purses were 10 times, 20 times higher than they are. So like you'll make, you can make more money week in and week out. That dollar sign looks bigger or which is where I think this, it is now is do you think players should be asking for that kind of 60, 50, hundred thousand kind of guaranteed to get you from a to B with our purses, where they are, and or even lessened. Because like the money, all the money comes from the manufacturers. It's just like, where do we want to distribute it? Is to our individual players up front in their contracts, or can we pull it together and it can be given to kind of anyone who performs on a given weekend?
1: I don't think that's the best option because you just see the rich get richer.
0: You know what I mean? You'd
1: see the players I feel that like are, they already are. are succeed. I know what I'm saying. I don't think that's the option or I don't think that's the best way for the money to keep growing and for more players to get out on tours. Yeah. You have your, your same top five, 10 guys that if it comes down to it, they're going to win the bigger tournaments. They're going to make more money and then they're yeah. going to get more money from their manufacturers because that's what like they're performing better. So therefore they're getting bonuses yeah. and tournament winnings and tour series discs on top of it. And you know, then the rich just get richer and then yeah. you have, then you have a disparity between like they're like quarterbacks and everybody else is like, yeah, backup. Wide receivers and backup linebackers, and yeah. you know,
0: yeah. I just feel like when you, from the outside looking in, if you made the purses 10 times higher, so first place gets 50,000, like, f- is it five times more? Like, where can you, can we pull up a, let me pull this up stat mando what's um I'm gonna go pdga.com if if you are making the purses bigger you are allowing when someone actually does perform and win it allows them to stay on tour longer I also think you bring get a yeah. lot more sponsorship like outside sponsorship you get a lot more eyes like Oh my god this person won a hundred thousand dollars at a disc golf tournament why aren't i trying that whereas like now our biggest tournament worlds isaac won what 20 like which is a lot Mm -hmm. for sure right but it's like i feel like
1: the dgpt championships was like 40 this year, yeah,
0: but I don't, I don't count that one. I think that's a. Now, I'm
1: saying that was like the biggest one, but
0: yeah, I feel like it's a a cop out. Why can't I find like scores? Where do I find scores?
1: You have to look up a tournament.
0: I thought I did. <laughs> uh. Talk, talk, talk. While I look,
1: yeah. I don't know. I think the money in disc golf is. Something that we don't know enough about because we don't fully see. I I guess there's a way that we could see what the PDGA brings in and what they distribute out. But as the money grows in disc golf, like we're gonna see growing pains with that and the allocation of those funds. I mean, I obviously think it needs to go back to the players, but it also needs to go into the courses too. Like that's a we want the tour to be better. We also mm-hmm. need to put money back into the courses and and improving the quality of the tour right yeah so there's i mean you're going to see the money kind of cycle around and i think it'll it'll kind of i don't know you'll go through waves where one off like last year or maybe it was was it two years ago where a bunch of players signed for kind of a ridiculous amount of money And then this year you didn't see any dollar amounts come out because nobody wanted to announce the value of their contract. You're going to see, you know, a down year like this compared to, uh, you know, a spike year where all the numbers were being announced and released. And so you're going to get those ebbs and flows of the money in disc golf. Truthfully, I think that the way it's going to grow more is by outside sponsors coming in. Like that's where I think the real money, the real advertising, because On you know the live broadcasts, you have the same commercials, the same ads over and over again, whether it's a disc manufacturer or PDGA, you know.
0: Yeah. It's all it's all from the manufacturer. Like it's all paying paying for their own stuff.
1: Paying yes. And then like one big sponsor, like Barbasol was on there, right? Or LL Bean or whatever it was. Uh once we get actual companies yeah. with uh sustained revenue streams that are you know doing their own marketing and I'm not talking about one I'm talking about multiple like five yeah. six ten you know outside sponsors like a mountain Dew a red Bull uh yeah. adidas uh Puma a and that's where I feel like insurance you know all these companies need to we need we need more of those to that's where we're gonna actually see the money
0: yeah. come in and that's where like if they're playing for more money. Brings more attention, more eyes. So I'm just looking at the I got one the the Jonesboro Open, All right? Calvin won My eight thousand eight oh, thousand dollars. Ben Calloway and Isaac Robinson and Eagle tied for third, and they both each took home thirty five hundred. Like oh, that's it. That like that's what I'm saying. That's it. That's nothing. Um, fifteenth place in a pro tour, nine hundred and seventy five dollars. Yikes. So what what I'm saying is like instead of paying these 80 players, because what's happening now is this the 10, 15 top players that already have the guaranteed of a hundred thousand plus, they're flying into places, they are staying in Airbnb's, they're being Mm -hmm. able to take care of their body week in and week out, and they're not fully grinding for these $8,000, whereas, like, because it doesn't matter. They already they already have their money. What they're yes. paying playing for is just, like, peanuts and to put their name on another disc.
1: Yeah. Right? They're, they're, flip... paying, they're playing for bonuses, essentially. Yes.
0: If you flip that and pay them less up front, and even if we multiply it by five, Calvin's now taking home 40,000 Ben Calloway is taking home 15,000 Isaac Robinson 15 um like Silas Schultz taking home now four thousand dollars right like you're actually playing for something it makes it a little bit more cutthroat and little I think it will take away the oh we're just out here competing having fun with our friends instead of like I'm out here to just like win this thing. Like it makes, I feel like it makes it a little more cutthroat when you're playing for more money.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with that.
0: Yeah. Big tangent. Uh Yeah. I don't know how we
1: even got on that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) News and notes. That's what happens.
1: Well, um, taking a step back so we can take two steps forward. uh, Our big news and notes item was one Nicholas Antala. And he re-signed with Discmania, as we had previously just discussed. Um, A few... It was probably actually a month and a half ago or so, um, we did a deep dive into Discraft, and we went through their team, kind of what they've got going on, their um,
0: disc lineup, plastic, their disc lineup, holes
1: in their their lineup, like kind of how they have things going on. Um, And that's Kind of what we want to dig into today with Discmania is kind of get into that same deep dive. Talk about their team a little bit now that that's settled and we know what their their team looks like. Talk about their discs and also just like the direction of the company moving
0: forward. So yeah, Tell where me. do you want to where do you want to
1: start with Discmania?
0: Um, do you want to start on the putters and work our way up to the drivers, or finish there?
1: You want to start discs over team and and company outlook.
0: oh, because we, we can start. Yeah, let's start with their team because it's, it's it's more relevant to okay. what it is. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I've got their uh, their website pulled up with their team on it. They have their Sky team, which is their top team, and that is Kyle Klein, Gannon Burr, and Nicholas Antola. Uh, yep. All of those players are twenty two years old and younger which is awesome good for them. Like, yeah, they did just lose Simon and Eagle, yeah. but they've the got another. T- yeah. They've got another, they just essentially shifted their team down to, uh, I mean, arguably top a three new, player, the and, new era and two top 10 players. I don't know where yeah. they fall under stat, man. I don't know if you want to do a little deep dive and, or while, well, uh, do a little producing while I'm talking about their team, but I can try. They've they've got their their three big dogs and that's what their sky team is. Then they've got their signature team, which is players that get signature series discs or special runs of discs that are their touring pros. And they've got Alden Harris, Casey White, Colton Montgomery, Ella Hanson, and Gavin Babcock. So our first okay. FPO player in
0: that signature team. Yeah, and then, I'm honestly kind of surprised. Well, maybe not. I'm surprised Ella's not on that top tier. That Sky team. Yeah,
1: I am a little bit as well, just because I, she is a. Again, I want to see what their uh, what stat Mando's rankings are. But Gannon is number two in. Yeah, MPO. I, I
0: have I have Stat Mando up right now. Um, this is the their Empire
1: Kyle's seven.
0: Ella is number seven for the FPO.
1: Okay, so the, and Kyle's seven in MPO, and Nicholas is 15 in MPO. So, yeah. I mean, they've got three top 15 players with number two, seven, and fifth. Pretty darn solid, especially yeah. for just losing Eagle, who is number six, and Simon the year before, who is... Number four. He's oh my gosh, he is number four. That's insane. Good for Simon. I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they they don't have as much uh, FPO representatives. That's all I, I just, on their like, team. Yeah. Which is not uncommon. They're all with Innova, <laughs> I know. or or Discraft. Um. And then they have their Shield team, which I think is a little interesting. They've got Avery Jenkins, who's kind of like a, a retired, just like Jeremy Colon like figure, figure. Yeah type of uh, signature team kind of thing. Um, And then they have Cynthia Ricciotti, who Mm -hmm. I don't know where she lines up in terms of FPO rankings, but she's a decent player.
0: Yeah. She's with Uh, Kyle, so that helps.
1: That's right. I forgot about that. You're paying the same
0: pocket.
1: Yeah. And then the player that I think maybe hasn't fully earned it, but I think will by the end of this year is Silas Schultz. I think that he will be on the signature team next year. Yeah. Because I think he deserves to be on the signature team more than Colton does. No offense to Colton. We love based Colton. Off he's of, he's based on your wall of right last, behind you. But
0: you know, based off of last year, last probably. Two years. But also, if you're not, he might not be like full-time touring.
1: Correct. He was not previously, but is going to this year.
0: Yeah, so that and that might be the only reason. Like, yeah. Colton is doing the full stop doing everything. So, yeah. Then
1: they also have uh Thomas Hayatinen. I can't remember how to pronounce his name. <laughs> um, so but Silas is...
0: Silas Schultz was sixty second ranked for MPO. Okay, and then. See if I can see Colton.
1: He's probably not even on there.
0: Not there. Uh,
1: Tumas is twenty five, or will be twenty five this year, and has been on the team since twenty seventeen. So he's been on the team for a while, and is in. Uh,
0: he's a Finnish player. Yeah, Colton Montgomery. 142nd. Dang.
1: Yeah. Silas <laughs> definitely deserves to be on the signature team above Colton. Yeah. And no offense to Colton. Colton, you're welcome on the pod anytime.
0: But oh, funny, weird tangent. It's not going to take as long, I promise. Um, <laughs> je- February 1st, about an hour and a half away from me, he's hosting a putting clinic and a putting night at a brewery. And there you go. I'm, are you gonna go? I'm. I told my wife about it, and she's like, "You should go." Like, not <laughs> didn't That's have awesome. to like didn't even have to ask. She's like, <laughs> "Yes, go fix your putting." So that is awesome. I I might go out there. It's 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 a far away, and I have school the next day. But um, if I could get any pretty help, cool. if I could get any help on my put, it would be worth any lack of sleep I get for one night.
1: Heck yeah. Um, any other thoughts on their team before we jump into their disc lineup?
0: No. I mean, they, they have a really just like well-rounded, solid team. They definitely don't have the, other than Gannon, who's new, the like tried and true veteran. But I don't think you need that. And I think they need to, need to like kind of run with that of like the new wave, the new gun, like the new core that will kind of take them in. And I, I, I hope their company is looking to turn a new chapter and get away from old Innova stuff, old players, old molds, old plastic, and look towards the future. So yeah, that's all.
1: Well, I think that's a good transition into their discs because if you're newer to disc golf, I guess just in general, uh, disc mania used to be manufactured by Innova. So they had to mm-hmm. deal with Innova. Innova would make all their molds and they would sell them and put discmania on them. So there would be a lot of Innova molds kind of retooled or slightly altered to fit what Discmania wanted to run. Yeah. Um, that well started to dry up because Innova was not able to manufacture everything that Discmania wanted them to. Yeah. So Discmania started to... Outsource. Create, yeah, create their little branches, if you will. Yeah. Um, and now they have different lines in their discs. So they have their Active line, which is manufactured by Yikun Discs out of China. Um, so you'll hear us mention a few of those molds throughout the process. They have their evolution line, which was man or is manufactured by latitude sixty four and yeah, their their first also, like
0: iteration of it, correct. And yeah. they also
1: just joined House of discs and then they have their originals line, which was manufactured by Innova, and they are slowly redoing all these old innova molds mm-hmm. and making minor adjustments so they can put their own patent on it and release those as their new originals line. And that follows their traditional naming convention with FD, PD, DD3, P2, all those names, which we'll get into as we talk through their lineup. Um, And they are manufacturing those themselves. So I know that they're part of House of Discs, but I don't know how much they are...
0: It's Italian plastic, right? And made in the same lat- uh, factories as Latitude 64. I believe.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the plastic whole deal is there, but I do know that they're manufacturing it.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, in, they're, in, they're in full control. Yeah. yeah.
1: So they kind of have some alleys. Yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like
0: variation they've,
1: they've had to be creative in how they're making their discs and their molds and they as to not have their entire well dry up like it did with innova they decided to branch out and have different offshoots and now yep. they're doing well enough for themselves that they are able to make their their own stuff so yep. it is a little confusing just if you don't have much experience with this mania um I live in Colorado where their headquarters are. Mm-hmm. Is it still their headquarters or is it their U.S. headquarters?
0: Uh, probably their U.S. headquarters. I don't know. That's where all the players go to go through the factory. So,
1: yeah, their they're store's up in, in Northern Colorado and Wellington. Um, and that's where their big warehouse is. But that's not where they manufacture the discs, actually. No. That's just where they sell and produce and ship everything to. Mm-hmm. Um, but being in Colorado, there's a lot of Disc Mania heads. And that's how you and I met was me being a disc mania head and trying to get a bunch of disc mania discs and you saying, Hey, I can take advantage of the disc mania market. And Yes, I did. That's how that's how we became friends.
0: So Yep. You can <laughs> you can have this uh Iron Samurai two that I bought. That's right. Did it have two or one of them? I don't even know. I think I just bought one. I was like, I'm just buying one, I got it. Um yeah. yeah. You want this let's talk about mid rangers first they have the okay least amount of molds keep it simple yeah um, and easy
1: okay yeah. I'll run through a couple of them quickly their uh active line is the maestro and the Taylor those are the only two they're not the I mean all their active line is not the most popular they have a couple molds that have received some popularity but again yeah not too much um their evolution line, they have one of my favorite discs ever made, which is the origin. Mm-hmm. Very neutral heiser flip to turn disc. And then they have the method, which is like a rock three kind of yeah, mid-range, it,
0: very stable. Pretty stable, but not like yeah.
1: Not beefcake. Yeah. And then they have the mutant, which is the cyber truck of mid-ranges, right? Exactly.
0: I don't think I'm pretty sure that's the disc that has Zero like rounded curved edges, edges on it, yeah. yeah. Bunch of straight lines yep. put together.
1: Yeah, so it's it's uh five three zero four. It's a super duper beefcake. Yeah, um, that's the active line and the evolution line, and then their originals. They follow a naming convention. They call their mid ranges MD, their putters P's, their fairways FD's, and their distance drivers DD's.
0: Yeah. Mid um, mid mid driver, Putter fairway driver. Yeah.
1: Yep. So they have the MD, the MD one, the MD three, and the MD five are their yep. uh current re-released original line. hmm I feel like they need I mean they've got the origin, but I feel like they need a slight, I don't know. The MD is very neutral. And the MD just, one is also neutral, but it's not like understable.
0: No, and that's one thing I wish. Like if they had, I don't know, because I feel like if they went with a different naming convention, yeah. How do you, have,
1: how do you go less than MD?
0: Like UMD? I don't know. <laughs> like it's stupid. You you limited yourself. To your straight mid-range being That's md1. True. Yeah. Like there's no numbers less than 1. You could go 0.
1: Yeah, you can't say md-1. Like, no. That
0: so like work. I just feel like if they had more foresight to change their naming convention or numbering convention, yeah. They could have gone away with this um kind of deal that they're dealing with um but how many of these discs do you bag have you thrown do you like or dislike start there not
1: i've not thrown the maestro uh i've thrown the taylor once it's fine i didn't care for it it's a 4401 it's like a slow mid-range Um, i love the origin i am an origin fanboy i've got protos and and primal runs and special runs of of origins because I like them. Um, I haven't thrown the new MD one. I've thrown a couple of the MD threes. I'm not a big wide diameter mid range fan, so I haven't thrown those. Um, the MD five is not wide yeah. diameter. Yeah, and is a fantastic mid range. To, it's very overstable, but it's mm-hmm. fantastic for a foreign It's torque resistant. Yeah. So like the MD five and the Malta, I think, have like the same flight numbers or very similar flight numbers, but the MD five is actually torque resistant. Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Malta is not, mm-hmm. even though they're both um small same diameter. Same thing. Yeah. Um Method I've thrown once or twice historically. Um, and it's fine. It's a good mid-range. I think it's I think it's probably their most underrated mid-range uh, that they yeah, have. I could agree. And then the mutant, I uh, I have I have one, and it's unusable. It's so overstable.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's like the um. Justice to an extent. So, I think it's more. Yeah. Is it a wider rim? Wider yeah. rim? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the Justice is a little bit of uh, a smaller rim. Yeah. It's kind of like in between the Mutant and the MD-5s, the Justice. Okay. But.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I I think they're what i've thrown other mid ranges, they're fine i'm not the biggest mid-range guy um yeah. but i do think the method um i was very happy to see Ganon saying that he's planning on throwing methods and they run it in their premium and their baseline plastic
0: mm-hmm. so
1: kind of like seeing people throw rock threes and like casey pro rock threes and champ yeah. rock threes and whatnot like i think you could see some good layering with that mold if you like the way that a rock feels
0: yeah i i've bagged one for a little bit it was a really good just like it wasn't dumpy at the end of its flight but it was very consistent that it was going to be kind of fading out the whole time so yeah it wasn't like a flip up mid-range no not flipping up but i can hit it hard and flat and it'll stay straight and then with the finish i can go spike hyzer to hold that line i can even give it a little bit anti-flex and it'll come back into the middle but very workable, um stable mid-range.
1: Yeah. 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 If I were a more of a mid-range throw, I would probably be trying to hype that disc up a little bit more just because I think that it is an underrated mid-range for sure.
0: Yeah. Um okay, you want to go down to well, is there anything else you want to talk about on mids? No, I'm good. Cool. Uh let's go down to the putters. And I'll let you take this one away because the Mm. first one on their list is uh your favorite interesting yeah yeah
1: um we'll start with the uh, active line again they've got the sensei and the shogun which um i've actually heard good things about both of those molds never thrown them felt them but i've never thrown either but i've heard good things so Mm -hmm. that's more so than i can say with their active line mid-ranges then they've got their evolution line with the Logic and Link as their putting putters, very similar discs. One with the bead, one without. They call the Logic a three-speed, but it doesn't feel. It's kind of like the Pure is a three-speed. Like,
0: yeah, it's not that fast. It just doesn't have a bead.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and then they have the Tactic, which is like their Harp type of disc. Like they wanted it to be a zone. Harp Harpish zone yeah. doesn't feel like a zone. It's more it's more Harp than zone to me. Um, I would agree, and the way that Ganon was talking about tactics is very interesting, especially with the special runs that they have of tactics. Um, the Link is my putter of choice. It is also my name part, mm-hmm. which is why I uh, first bought the Link because I saw on Infinite that they had a disc called the Link, and I was like, um, "Sick! That's my name. I need a putter, so let me try it out." And I fell in love with it. And it's been my putter minus a couple months in 2023. Yeah. Um, yeah, where I, I tried to support Lone Star better and uh, it wasn't working for me. And then I went back to the link and I was like, oh, I love putting again. This is so much fun. So yeah. the link is my go-to. I've got, I don't know, 30 of them.
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe 25, 30 or so. Then <laughs> yeah. they have their uh, originals line. So they have the P1 and the P2 and they just recently re-released or came back out with the P3X, which is a beaded throwing putter, which Ganon is actually going to be putting with, which I yep. think fits him perfectly from yep. moving from the PA3. I think that's a great choice for him instead of the link. Um, but the link and the P- P3X are very similar in terms of feel. The P3X is just more stable. It's got... Um, not rounded on the rim it's a little okay. bit more sharp down so like cool it comes and it, it like rounds around the shoulder and then and then it kind of sharps down and then in. It has the bead yeah that which is that's very a better word
0: very similar to the PA3 that's what the PA3 has a very flat yes like bottom bottom edge
1: yeah so it's a definitely more stable uh cool. P2 is is one of the most infamous putters i think on the disc golf market like if mm-hmm. you think of If I ask you to name five putters just on the disc golf market, what are the first five coming to your mind?
0: P2, AVR, Pure, Wizard, and any other thing. I don't judge. Sure, yeah.
1: But like P2 is usually in the first one or two.
0: Yeah, it's one of those molds and discs that has a cult following and is one that every manufacturer tries to copy like it's it's one of the it's one of the pillars of the disc golf putting lineup
1: yep slightly deep uh, beadless stable like it has solid fade to it so players can let it swing out wide and crash into the chains kind of concept Um, made famous of course by paul mcbeth and simon lazat and eagle mcmahon and a bunch of Innova pros were putting with the P2 because they just loved the way that it felt. Yeah. Um. And then you get the P1 and the P1X, which they don't make anymore, but that's also known as the P1 Ace, which Simon very famously would ace all sorts of shots on his YouTube channel with the P1 Ace, as he yeah. called it. Um. And then last disc on there that we haven't talked about is the Rainmaker, which... We'll get into this a little bit more with the drivers, but very interesting to me. What what are they gonna do with these moving forward? Because this is an Eagle McMahon created signature disc. It's I not know. it's not like a a special run of P two like the Sky God, which was yeah. a Simon Lazat Tour Series disc. Yeah. This is a creator series, as in yeah. Eagle created this disc for cutting. Like, who, who who
0: gets, does Eagle still get royalties for every disc that's made off of that? Right. Or are they
1: gonna stop manufacturing it?
0: Can they just change the the stamp on it and it's their property still? Which I think that's what it is. Like they'll change the name. I don't know what it'll be, and I hope it's not a P half or something stupid. Like just come up with a cool name. You know? I don't know what it is because I already have we already have our naming convention that we would use for our putters. Yes, we do. So it's like, just come up with something that's exciting, cool. Like call it Drano for all I care. I don't know.
1: I know. I got it. They should call it the PP.
0: Perfect. The small, the small putter. The smaller P two. My gosh! Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sick. I I used to really like it. Especially when I first got into disc golf, because it made it pretty simple for me to understand oh, the higher the number that goes, the more stable it'll be. But if you're P1, your supposedly neutral to like not overstable, not understable putter is number one, mm-hmm. you can't go any lower. Started at five. Started, yes, at, started at, four, at five.
1: Then you can go to one. Then you can go up to nine. Up, up to ten.
0: Down to down to one. Yeah. Like I don't get why these manufacturers just like put themselves into a corner of. I
1: don't know if they thought that far ahead when they started.
0: Yeah. But... And that's, it could have been the first putter we made, the second putter we made, the third putter we made. Which, but... I think the first one they made was the P two. Probably. Like, why was it called the P two? Yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know, so they're so dumb, really, really dumb. Um, anything else you want to add about the putters? They're um, Missing anything?
1: I mean, they don't have an understable putter. Yeah, but like with most putters, if you take a baseline one, and you beat it in, it becomes flippy. Yeah. Like I've Put got a, it. I've got a, a flippy a link. Week. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy with the link and i hope they continue to make it um the only bummer or semi thing i don't love about the link is that they when they make it in a premium plastic it's not as flat as the baseline plastics because the baselines are very flat and i love how flat it is like that feels great i throw them forehand and backhand i putt with them i throw them I i'll throw them up to 250 feet like yeah I love the link. If I'm not throwing a zone, I'm throwing a link or yeah. an inner core. Um, yeah. The inner core is my understandable version of it. But the premium plastic putters that they've made Always have not, some been, not been as flat, which the P3X historically in the premium plastic was incredibly flat. Hmm. But that was Innova made. So I wonder yeah. what these, because these new P3Xs don't look to be that yeah. flat
0: top. So I don't know. Off, we'll see. off camera, I will talk to you. Remind me about a way to remedy that.
1: Ah, I I, I know there are remedies. Um, I've just not it, ventured try, off into that.
0: Tried and true. I did it myself this last week, like two weeks ago. So what? Okay. Yeah. I can't
1: believe you yeah. didn't tell me. But and disc
0: is it? A, that disc is in my bag now.
1: Oh, sick. Okay. Oh, well, I'm,
0: I've been having to save it because I can't. We're not doing it in the bag till later. I know. I know. I'm, um, I'm excited though good let's go all the way up to distance drivers i
1: agree because distance drivers are a little bit less than their fairway drivers yeah
0: yeah we can we can do that okay Um, so go
1: ahead i'll i'll go through the lineups like i did the other ones first starting with active line they have the astronaut which is their flippiest Mm -hmm. of all their distance drivers it's a negative four turn Uh, Then they have the Majesty and the Mentor. Those are the three active lines. I've thrown the Astronaut. It's actually a decent disc. Mm -hmm. Like it 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 bombs even I mean it's understable and for me in Colorado it was a nice hyzer flip to turning shot. It's not as understable as it says it is but it's a good disc. Um, Mentor is an 11 speed and Majesty is a 13 speed. Majesty is a beefcake. Those things they say that they have a negative two turn but they're very overstable
0: yeah just, any, anytime you have a mentor. fast a fast disc that says it's overstable you have to throw that thing fast
1: you mean understable
0: that's what I meant yes yeah. fast that's understable
1: yeah so those are their three um I don't know anybody that throws the majesty on the mentor but I have seen yeah. lots of people in Colorado throw the astronaut um well, then then they have the paradigm and and the Enigma are their two evolution runs. I can't I couldn't get beyond the paradigm and the way that it feels. It's supposed to be their less stable version of the Enigma. Hand feels very weird to me. I sold all mine that I got because I was able to get a early run and I made a decent profit off of it. So that was nice. Um and then the Enigma, I think, is kind of similar to the method in that. It's just a all around good disc. It's not yeah. too overstable, but it's still stable. It's not too understable, but you can get turn out of it. Like it's just very versatile yeah. for or distance driver. I threw it for forehands for a long time. You gave me one of yours, and you're like, "Dude, I can't." How do you throw the same forehand? And then I threw a four hundred foot yeah. downhill forehand with I, it, and you're like, I, "Okay, I don't get it."
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely one of the. More underrated distance drivers that they have. Um, I think there's a reason. Just for because it too. when it came out, the evolution line was very kind of like, I don't want that. And then it's not it, as stable it was, as your DD three. It,
1: it was giving my DD three. I don't want. Yes. I don't want a replacement for it.
0: Yeah, and it it's a it's a beat in DD three. It's easier turn way less like hard fade at the end um and good distance it's a great feeling disc i love i i do love the enigma it was one of my i still i think i still have mine um but i i bagged it for a long time it was my my distance i still have
1: the one that you gave me nice it's awesome um and then going to their originals line they put the pd and the TD in here.
0: Um, it says the TD is coming soon.
1: Yes, they they announced that actually yeah. pretty recently. Um, it was. Their, yeah. The TD is their turning driver, and the <laughs> PD is their power driver. They have the what? PD and the PD2, which the PD2 is a stupid beefcake. Yeah. And that's also out there now. Um, and then the TD is a... It wasn't... didn't have the greatest following i've got a tdx which is a nine speed it's like a roadrunner or a not a roadrunner a sidewinder kind of of mold. Mm -hmm. um but yeah i don't know i don't have much to say on on that but going to their dds which is their distance driver they have the dd which is uh, an 11 speed negative three turn um connor bags a dd and he loves it Mm -hmm. he said he just it just mashes then they have the DD1, which is an also an 11 speed. It's a negative 1, 2. It's supposed to be like a beat-in Wraith. And then they yep. have the DD3, which is their destroyer mold. So 12, yep. 5, negative 1, 3. Um, I'll pause there.
0: Yep. Um, same thing. Naming convention. Don't get it. Huh. I, I feel like their distance drivers are really good the dd3 is kind of the closest i mean because it was made by innova the closest competitor to the destroyer yeah for the pros um a lot of their players like that disc it comes in a lot of different plastics um people are afraid to try the dd and the dd1 um i like the dd1 I, I haven't thrown any of them. I just have what it's I like. Have. It's like a Grace. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, but... it's
1: pretty darn similar to a Grace. Um, Maybe a little more dome mm. than a Grace. So, like, yeah. it has a little but, bit I mean, more stability to start than a Grace yeah. does because of that, that added dome to it.
0: Yeah. They're um, the exact same plastic. So, right. And they're
1: made by this. At that point, they were made by. When they That's first created the DD one, it was made by Latitude. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and then they have again similar issue we ran into in the putters. They have the Cloud Breaker, which is Eagle McMahon's signature distance driver or his creator distance driver. Yeah, and it it, it essentially is a DD three. It's a twelve five negative one three. Yeah. And supposed wonder, to be not as stable,
0: but also more stable in some runs. Like I, I don't get it. I, I know it. They have the same problems as above where each disc comes out differently depending on the plastic, color and the batch. time of day, color, all that jazz. So the pros know which ones to pick, which ones they want, um, and they get the pick of the litter, and then everything else. I wonder if it's more that one is just more. The plastic mixture and just the stamp you know or is it a completely different mold that's like it was released as a completely different different. mold okay
1: it's i don't know the difference hardly yeah i know that my s-line dd3 compared to my swirly s-line cloud breaker the cloud breaker is more stable than the dd3 Mm -hmm. um but it's less stable than a C-line DD3.
0: Yeah, those things are beef.
1: So it's like you can just get this the same array of a DD3 just in different plastics without having to create a different Cloudbreaker. Yeah. But they also have like the original Cloudbreaker Tour Series disc, which is like the Cloudbreaker, Cloudbreaker One and Cloudbreaker Three.
0: Uh, oh, I, took it, yep. I took it down. I took it. And down.
1: then then you behind you you have the Horizon Cloudbreaker. Yeah. Okay. And. It's there's just, I don't know, there's a lot of overlap in there. That's why yeah. Disc Maniacs like their stuff, is because you can get specific runs that fly certain ways and blah blah blah. And yeah. I don't know, there, there's a lot to it that is kind of fun to get into, but also at the same time, it's like, man, trying to explain this to somebody that doesn't know Disc Mania is like,
0: yeah, it's like so confusing. Yeah, I feel like they have like an identity crisis and they're kind of yes i put them in the same vein of it's like a, it's like a mini trilogy cuz you you have the active you have the evolution um, evolution and then you have your originals it's like yeah. which one are you which one do you want to market most which one do you want to and it, i feel like they need to make a tier system where like Active line should be towards new people, be super cheap, super affordable. And like you're getting into disc golf, you want to try it? Boom, use these. That's what I should be. think.
1: I think that's what their evolution line is actually marketed towards.
0: Really? As yes, the because
1: Yeah, because you have the paradigm and then you have the enigma. You have your less stable and then you have your more stable. You have the essence and you have the instinct. The less stable and the more stable. You have the origin yeah. and you have the method
0: i just feel like they're not ever at like the genius is a seven five negative four one like there's so much more beginner yeah, the friendly
1: act, the active line has that's what, that's what i on saying. That that's what i'm saying super understable scale but i feel like that's what they they marketed the evolution line to be more so that beginner friendly stuff
0: yeah like the intermediate like oh you like disc golf here we have these two molds that are. Yeah, you throw two hundred and fifty feet. Great. Feel similar, yeah. They feel similar. You'll get a bunch of different plastics, and they can do multiple things for you. Um, and then the originals is just trying to recoup their OG fan base. Their nostalgia fans. Yeah, and if I was them, I would only have those come out with the craziest plastics. And upcharge the crap out of it. I mean, or they something. Do. I don't know. I know they do. It's wild. Yeah.
1: But, um I I there's part of me that's like wondering if UC's playing 3D chess with us here. And is if he even
0: involved anymore? Remember he was like yeah. going to jail? No, a he's year he's
1: ago? he's back and involved. Yeah, he's crazy. just not as uh face, taking face, as much Face of it. Yeah, he's not putting as much of a public face on it because of <laughs> all the it's sextortion everything. stuff that went down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if we have to mark this episode as explicit now because I said that, but sorry. No. Um, I wonder if they're playing 3D chess and like with Yakun Discs making their stuff, if they're just trying to start a fan base in China and possibly the growing disc golf scene in Asia. Cause I know that the scene is growing over there, yeah. not at the rate that it was here or in Northern Europe. Yeah. But like, I wonder if like, he's just like forecasting this and getting people to be on disc mania over there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they come, you know, visit the rest of their disc mania line. And then I don't know,
0: I, th- I possibly but I when they came out it was when Innova was stifling their production of Dysmania because more people wanted Dysmania molds than Innova's. Correct. And then COVID hit and manufacturing stopped pretty much everywhere but China like they still got stuff out and so that was the only way they could get production in their name on a disc kind of when things got started again was taking it overseas because it wasn't quite fully up production in europe and where they were making more of their discs now so they're like we just need anything with our name on it and they went out and got it from yeah Yucun i mean
1: discs. that's very plausible as well
0: but i don't know I'm trying
1: to give them the benefit of the doubt what they're going on with but you want to move to the control and fairway drivers?
0: Yeah, I okay. love their fair. I love their fairways. I'm so, looking at it, and I'm like, they do so good.
1: Yeah, I. Mean, so with with as con- confusing as Discmania is, like, I think their evolution and their originals line are still perfect. just They're so perfect. good.
0: They're so good. They are. They are. If they got rid of their their active, they'd Which be I, the most I, well, like
1: I. If I had to bet, like you you know, somebody in, puts in a th- in three years water years might, water might gun to your head and says, yeah. you know, what percentage of their active line do you think make up their total sales? I would say ten percent or less. Yeah. Like that would be my guess. I think it I think it might surprise us because like, yes, I'm, lo- but I'm like, looking at yeah. I think it would surprise us as well, but like that's just, you know, gut reaction, right? It is. It is. Um, so in their, in their fairways, they've got the genius, which we referenced. It's a negative four turn seven speed. Um, I bagged genius for a while, kind of a slightly weird hand feel, but truthfully understable disc. Very, very fun to throw kind of a trick shot disc. Get out of jail free card. Yeah. Um, the Magician, which is a six-speed, uh,
0: 6402. That cool, a 6402, that
1: sounds dope. It's like a Cax-Z, just doesn't feel as good in the hand. Yeah. Uh, the Mermaid, which is a floating disc. That's what it's advertised as. That's a mm-hmm. 7-4-1-2. And then the Rockstar, which is an 8-5-1-2. And that was supposed to be... Kind of their CD2 replacement when they first came up with it. That's like kind of what they started to advertise it as. Yeah. And then when they realized it wasn't, they stopped advertising it as that. So good. Uh, that's their active line. Then their Evolution line, I briefly mentioned already. They have Essence, which is an eight speed, negative two turn. Very neutral for yeah. us amateur arms. For the pros, it's Roller. Roller yep. disc for them, but for us, it's a Heiser flip to turning, like you know, throw it hard and flat, get turned, but it still has like some it's, finish it's, to it. It's an easy, straight disc, yes, it's a it's what the FD, what's well, what people want an FD to be. I would agree, like, yep, I don't think that's a hot take at all. No, um, and then they have the Instinct, which is their T Bird replacement, it's a 7502. Yep. Again, a very underrated disc because they have the T Bird, because they have the FD2. They have all these other discs that are similar to it, but it's just a solid, throw it hard and flat and straight and it goes straight. And then it has a solid fade at the end every single time. Yeah. But it's not so overstable that you can't get good distance with it.
0: Yeah. It's it's very, very controllable distance from a a fairway. And that's what you want is something that's a little more reliable than your, your mids, but not as like crazy finishing as your drivers.
1: Yeah. More stable than an Exodus. Which we've talked about, I think. Yeah. yeah. But less stable oh, than less. an less. FD2 or FD1 or whatever they're calling it now. I would, ag- I would agree. Yeah. And then the last one in their evolution line is the Splice, which is a 9304. So very overstable.
0: Yeah. It's the, the beefed up Firebird or FD3 or. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then. Tilt is not. Let's talk about talk about the Tilt and the Vanguard. Those are That's, just the si- signature series. That's not um, Evolution, though, right? No, the Tilt. I think those are those are kind of the creator. series. I think series it, no, it was Evolution line.
1: It was. It, it is. It is creator series, but I think it, it was Evolution line when they made it because, mm. um, Tomas, from Latitude, remember in that video? The, yeah, that he, Simon created. He, he created. It, yeah. yeah, he was working with Simon on that. Yeah. Um, okay, so the two signature creator series discs is the Tilt and the Vanguard. The Tilt is Simon Lizotte's nine one one six, which if you tilt it upside down or in flies, reverse, it's still nine one one six. Yeah, you turn it on. Yep. Um, very famous disc. And then you have the Vanguard, which is Kyle Klein's signature disc, and it's essentially a Thunderbird. It's a nine five zero two. Yep. And I feel like that's their C D one is that same light. So it was kind of confusing. Oh, they changed it to a nine? Because it didn't it used to be an eight. The Vanguard? Yeah. No.
0: It was always a nine. Okay. It's always nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's always th- that like.
1: Have you thrown the Vanguard?
0: No. I mean yeah. I haven't thrown I haven't thrown any of those. I haven't thrown like the Nicholas Antela like PDs or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. I haven't I haven't thrown. This mania in a long, long time. Well, I've kind of taken.
1: I'm, I'm not a a fanboy like I used to be when I when we first met, um, but I have my experience. I just haven't tested every single thing yet. Yeah. Um, and then they have their original line, which they have the FD line and the CD line. So they called the fairway driver and the control driver. Mm-hmm. So you have the FD, which is one of the most famous discs, I think. In the yep. fairway driver category.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I would agree. Supposed to be very neutral. Heiser flip. It, uh, they're more stable than that.
0: At least yep.
1: brand new when, ones are. Yeah,
0: when when the pros throw it, it does something totally different from amateur arms. Yes. For
1: sure. Yep. Do so you have the FD, the FD1, which is, um, I kind of talked about it a little bit. It's their 7402. Yep. definitely that four is true. It's not as much glide. Yeah, but it's which a good I, disc. I like
0: I like about that, to a, yeah. to an extent.
1: And those two are both seven speeds, and then they have the FD three, which is one of my favorite discs of all time, and it is a nine speed. So Wait,
0: like, what what are you doing here? What are we doing here? Come on, guys. Like, Let's just call that the CD three. You know. Yeah.
1: It's which so they confusing. they so had lame. a CD three and it wasn't stable, so. <laughs> Uh, I'm getting disgusted listening and recording this right now. <laughs> uh, I apologize. Um, Then we have the, the CD1. No CD, just CD1. Yeah. Um, And that's a 9-5-1-2. Um, and the CD1 is what their oh. Innova-made CD2 used to be. So yep. they just rebranded it and called it the CD1.
0: Because why not? But they
1: you know, don't have a CD2 at all. And then they have the PD, but we already talked about it and drivers. And then the PD is a 10 speed and it's called the power driver, but then they have the PD two, which is a 12 speed,
0: which it, we didn't yeah.
1: we didn't talk about the PD two, but that's because it's not on the it's thing. It's not on um infinite site yet, but it's just yeah. been recently re-released. Connor got an insanely sick purple swirly PD two. Nice. And it is the a Mystery thing of box. beauty. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean the <laughs> as frustrated as we are by the naming convention and how confusing it is, they have such
0: good discs. They do. Which is why they have such a good fan base. Yeah. Um, And and I think what helped grow it at the start was all those old Innova guys throwing their discs. And then the Simon Eagle effect where everyone wanted to be like them. Their names were everywhere. They were throwing all the craziest shots, Mm -hmm. throwing those discs. Um, so yeah, one thing that I don't love that they're doing with
1: like these mystery boxes is they're taking original
0: molds and giving them evolution plastic. And that's not like to me that's not different. That's that's like putting sprinkles on your Oreo ice cream or Oreos on your vanilla ice cream. Like yes. If you're just dressing it differently instead of coming up it's with new the things
1: same damn thing yeah just why are we calling it different things yeah i mean i get that the plastics are technically different because somebody else makes it and so you call it something else but yeah. they have the neo plastic, which i think is one of the best plastics on the market like is, hands is that
0: is that the clear one or is it it's like
1: semi-translucent but it's okay. like it's like halfway between star and champion it's... Yeah, it's not as stable as Champ, but it's
0: still super durable. Does it's it remind got you? Got of... enough
1: tacky feel? I I think neoplastic is some of the best on the market.
0: Does it remind you of like a color glow without the glow? Or am I just being totally yeah? Cray-cray? No, I I think that's uh. I mean, it
1: doesn't have that. Um, oh shoot, what's the like the glowness feel? Yeah, what, of what it, the but... phosphorus? That's yeah. what makes it glow. Yeah, uh, it doesn't have the phosphorus in there, but it still has a very similar feel to it um but yeah so they're they're that's part of their evolution line then they have the lux which is like a star plastic but like even more star than star yeah um which again is i think it's it's also great plastic kind of like um Cloudbreaker, very similar to the lux and then now they have the c line which is champion s line which is star yeah p uh d line which is dx like they I don't know. The the window dressing on it is now that we're talking about all of these consecutively, I'm getting annoyed at it too. Just
0: copy paste, copy paste. It's it's no because it's not I don't know. It could own. be done better. Yeah. So,
1: it is what it is. Um but they're taking their like FD and they're making a a neo oh no, it was a DD3. They're making a Neo DD3. It's like that oh, it sounds nice, but like oh, it's fantastic.
0: It's it's still at the same
1: at the same it, time. It's like It's just an SE line DD3. We're crossing. It's like you are crossing P streams here. Yeah,
0: it's like don't say <laughs> don't say it's a new disc. Just say you're releasing it in a new plastic, which I'd be cool. Which with. is which is what they're doing, but. Yeah.
1: They're making it a big deal that they're oh yeah coming out with this brand new plastic for this yeah. new mold and it's like guys like what yeah so I don't know it is interesting and then they did um they sea line something in the original or in the enigma uh maybe it was a sea line essence or something mm. like that or. I don't know. So they're mixing their originals and their evolution plastics and molds now. And so that's going to get even more confusing, but essentially they have a star type plastic and a champion type plastic. And then they have like the swirly star and they, you know, they have, uh, they typically save like the swirly star for their creator series or for their tour series discs and everything like that. And I think they do a good job of, of, um, And their plastics, I think, are solid. But they do a good job of giving their pros good discs to market their names on and not just a not very used disc. Yeah,
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Although what is confusing is that they have like five people on the PD. So that doesn't make sense. I know, I don't get
0: that. Um, Do we want to give like our best disc our most underrated? So it's like... Kind of the same, but like choose something different, and then yeah. most overrated. Yeah, yeah. Want to do that?
1: Yeah. Do you have one off the top of your head, or do you want me to go first?
0: Um. Uh, I can go first. It was, okay. I haven't thrown it, so it's hard for me to really say it, but it was my first ever driver of a disc, so it's a lot of sentimental value. I had a S a white S line CD two. I love the crap out of it, but now the new CD-1, haven't thrown it, but for those people who are newer to disc golf um, or even advanced players, that control driver gets you so much easy distance, so much control, and you get to learn how to actually throw a disc, and you can get a full flight um, without using a big distance driver. So I think that's that would be my favorite one would be the C D one. That I had a white S line C D two and
1: I lost it in Expo. Not in the normal pond, but on the other side. Uh the mid- across the, mid-
0: the middle pond?
1: No, you know where whole 18's T is? Yeah. So if like you're throwing towards eighteenth basket. Yeah do a one eighty and turn the other direction. And there's another little pond over there and it was a safari layout and I lost my CD two cause it landed up on the embankment and then it rolled down into the water. Oh no. And it was so murky and I tried to go in, but it, it was in between tournament rounds and I couldn't do it. Yeah. And uh, I guarantee you that disc is still there because nobody thought, would go into that water to go look for it. Plus it, it like dropped off super quick.
0: Yeah, well so, they've been, they've so. emptied that before. So if it if it wasn't too recently, really? I, I know I've seen that pond emptied. Really? No.
1: Oh dang! No. I need to go into Expo or not? Not Expo. Sorry, did I say Expo?
0: You did. What I meant mean? Center Hills. Okay. I don't think they've emptied those ones.
1: Yeah, sorry. I meant Center Hills. It was hole eighteen, yeah. like so the hole, hole eighteen. You're throwing towards that like first little pond right there.
0: Yes, it's at the yeah, back. If of you're it. standing
1: on 18's T so and you turn backwards, oh, yeah, there's another no... little pond back there. Nobody's been in a, there's there.
0: There's not there's not normally a hole there. Correct. It was a yeah, safari so okay, okay. layout. That makes sense. Makes sense. Total. Yeah. Yeah. It might still be so, there.
1: Yeah, it probably is. And it probably smells like the inside of Satan's butthole. Yeah. Not great. Um <laughs> anyways. Um I'm gonna start with the disc that I think is Unfortunately, overrated. Cool, and I hate to say it, but it's the DD three. Valid because the DD three is a good disc, but yeah. the Enigma is a better disc for most amateur players. Yeah, watching Gannon and Gavin and um Alden throw the DD three is a perfect disc for those guys. Yeah, it is not for the amateur arms. No. And we we try to force it to be because we want to be big and whatever, but I think if most people threw an enigma instead, they would get that distance that they wanted.
0: Yeah. Um I might be taking yours, but I'm sorry. Okay. I think the underrated disc is going to be the origin. Um just because of how versatile it is, how easy it is to throw. And it's it's one of those when you are at a higher level, it's you need that kind of understable disc, hyzer flip. But when you're first starting out, it could be your straight mid-range and you will learn how to hyzer flip it. Yeah. Super, it's, super comfortable. It's the disc that it's, I learned how to hyzer flip with. Yeah. Super comfortable, super usable. Um and I was very, very close to buying one the last time I went to the disc store, but I didn't because I don't really have like a flippy mid. And it sucks because like they don't start out flippy. I just don't know how long I want to like try work one in. So, see, I, I disagree. I think they do start out flippy. Oh, they're maybe not maybe like should, maybe I they're not it. like flipped to over. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like,
1: like flip, out of the uh, box, it'll hyzer flip straight pop straight right for you and okay. then it'll probably fade out if you throw it flat it's gonna get turned out of the box
0: yeah maybe i should get one then
1: i mean i've got a bo- i've got 10 so you know
0: we can do a trade um so you said favorite i've said favorite and over and underrated
1: and underrated it's hard because three of these discs in here are three of my favorite discs in each of these di- um, disc categories as in the link the origin and the Fd3 are three of my favorite discs of all time yeah um I think the link is is what it is I don't think it's underrated I it's my favorite but like it's just a putter that I love and yeah. it's very dependable and very reliant so there's honestly nothing really special with it. It just yeah. work. It works for me, so I'm not going to use that. Um, I will say that the FD3 is a workable, overstable fairway, like a Firebird. Mm-hmm. But you know what you, you're going you to get with it every single time.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but the underrated disc, I'm going to say, is the Essence.
0: Yeah,
1: because it's it's the fairway driver that I learned to hyzer flip with. It's a very neutral. But as your arm speed gets faster, you can heiser flip and turn it. It I don't think it's that understable to be a roller unless you're Eagle or yeah. Ganon. But it's a very versatile disc. If you give it enough hyzer, it can just get a lot of pushing um pushing fade for you because it's it's neutral. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it's for I sure. think it's a great
0: disc. Okay, my overrated, and I might wrestle some feathers, but I'm gonna go with the wrestle or Russell. Wrestle some feathers, is not Russell some is feathers. Is that the term? No, it's it's Russell. It's uh Russell. <laughs> um, it's gonna be the FD. I just feel like no, you're valid in that. Everyone swears by it. They think it's the rock of the fairway drivers. It probably was when Innovo was making it and how they had them in different. But like when we see pros throw it, it that's not how it flies. I don't know. I don't want to say it's like false advertising, but the different plastics that they have in it make such a big difference. Uh, a C-line could be a 7502. And then a S-line one that's like a little bit underweight could be a 75-2-1.
1: But a, so like, a stock S line one, I think, is a is a zero one,
0: and I think that's actually accurate. Yeah, like so, like it makes no so that's, sense. That's
1: like a stock, like one hundred and seventy gram fairway. Yeah.
0: So, I think it's good.
1: It's a good disc. It's I think just, it's romanticized. It's just overhyped. Yeah. People want it to be something that it's not, and yeah. you can force it to be something that it is like the night strike. Yeah. The night strike is pretty stable. People mm-hmm. wanted it to be the beautiful Heiser Flip S-line yeah, or S-curve. But I don't know. But no, I, I agree with you there. I, it's hard to say that anything's overly overrated because I mean people know what they are, and I don't think that people are too obtuse about it anymore. Whereas yeah. you did have those blind disc maniacs that just took everything and said nope this is gospel this is what You're i wrong. this is my religion yeah but yeah, okay, that was disc yeah love it That was good sorry if that was a bit uh too long of a deep dive or if we we lost your part way right through but hopefully that'll help explain um disc mania and uh go out there and look at feel their plastic see what you like um yeah, it's all about disc. hand feel anyways but i mean
0: so what we do, we talk about discs. Yeah, it's fun. Um, that about wraps, wraps it up. We will just um kind of reiterate coming up in probably two or three weeks, we ha- we're gonna st- have our first um lid review, the mm-hmm. Lefty Infinite Disc Review. Um, we're still kind of undecided on what infinite mold we will be testing. Um, so if you guys have any suggestions, leave a comment. Um, But we're going to finish it off with what we're looking forward to the week ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to starting out this lid review. I think it's going to be sweet. I think it's going to be a great segment moving forward. Um, One of the things that I am excited for in doing these lid reviews is going out and playing around with just whatever the disc is and you know, maybe like a putter and approach disc kind of thing, yeah. but just forcing ourselves to use it in a round yeah. in that yeah. way. Like I've already got a plan next weekend to play prickly pines with the disc that we're going to use. And I'm Perfect. very excited about that thought. So that's just like, I'm looking forward to testing that out, but i am a little bit of a spoiler here and I'm looking forward nice. to this nice, pretty, if you're not, if you're listening to the podcast, go check it out on YouTube real quick. Uh, I got a fresh stack of my first ever Team Infinite drop, and I got a couple Emperors here, Swirly S-Line, Halo, I got a Halo Scepter, a Halo Dynasty, and a Halo Centurion, all with these Team Infinite stamps, and they're just all gorgeous, and they just feel so good, so I'm looking forward to testing out some these new discs and also for our lid review.
0: Cool. Uh, This weekend going to reach mid-70s so it's going to be warm sunny. Mm. I'm going to go out I have a tournament in two weeks on a really tough layout at La Mirada so I'm going to go try get in a practice round where they combine some of the holes um, mash them into par 4s and some par 5s. So oh, it's wow. really, fun. really, yeah, really fun. Test all my skills, um, just kind of make a better game plan going into that tournament, um, because I'm learning from my mistakes from the last one. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean,
1: that's the whole point, you know. Yeah, and uh, based on what you texted me this last week, there's a couple interesting shots that I'm very uh, eager to hear how your oh, practice yeah. round goes playing there. So. I look forward to a full report on that after you get some good practice in there.
0: For sure. So thank you guys for tuning in, sticking along um, all the way to the end. And uh, remember to like, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next week. Lefties out. Go Chiefs!